Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. Mm -hmm. Today we are covering the Wand of Orcus. Hey Brian. Hey Will. How you doing today? I am swell. I'm You're swe swell. I'm swelling. <laughs> You're swelling. Like the Wand of Orcus. It is. I. Mm, it would make <laughs> you swole by just carrying it. It's big and heavy. So there are many artifacts of power across the various realms of dungeons and dragons and many more beyond even that. Okay. But few of these artifacts, and it is Year of the Artifact. I don't know if you forgot, but in case you did, <laughs> it's Year of the Artifact. Our audience probably fucking forgot. I, I'm trying <laughs> now I'm trying to stuff as many artifacts in and the on the master schedule Whoa, as I can. Chill out, dude. But few of these artifacts are as infamous as the entity known for wielding it. And of those artifacts, perhaps none are as feared and loathed as the topic of today's episode, the Wand of Orcus. Yikes. Maligned and reviled, the Wand of Orcus is an artifact with a dark intent and destructive purpose as its master, Orcus, the Demon Prince of Undeath. It shares the Demon Lord's aim to snuff out the lives of all the living things and bind the material plane in the stasis of undeath. The ghastly wand of Orcus rarely leaves Orcus' side, but he has allowed the wand to slip from his grasp from time to time. When it does, it magically appears wherever its master senses an opportunity to achieve some fell goal. Those who would wield the heinous relic invite disaster, destruction, death into their lives in the lives of all they come across. That's wild. So this place can just vaporize an area to be like ghosts, zombies, like... Like undead like that? That is, yes, to a certain degree, it can super do that. It can it can undeadify almost anything it touches. But um, that's also its major goal is to, wherever area it's in, is is to cause this, this miasma of undeath to so unfold. So its own, its own sentience. Like it is very sentient. So it's not Orcus, but it basically is like an extension of Orcus? It is very much like an extension of him. They are two individual beings, but they are so on the same page. Like their wills are one and the same. Okay, yeah. So they're they're like homies, but more super than, homies. They're more than homies. They're more than homies. They're goal homies. They're goal homies. Yes, absolutely. they own an LLC. They absolutely. <laughs> they're in a partnership. 
They they pay their abyssal taxes they together. Love, they love demons. <laughs> Super into demons. Actually, to be fair, Orcus doesn't like demons. We actually had this conversation in the Orcus episode. Orcus hates everything. Oh, that's right. I remember. And the now. thing he hates the least is undead. Right. But he right. still also hates them. But he is a demon. He he is a demon. And he is undead. He hates himself. Ah, oh, damn he it, Orcus. definitely hates Orcus himself. needs therapy. Orcus needs a lot of therapy. Oh, jeez. Oh, he made his wand so he could talk to it. And the same, we understand each and other. And it just became uh, an echo chamber of despair between the two. And that's right. It <laughs> echoed down the halls of the abyss mm-hmm. through his mind and his body and soul. Indeed, indeed. So the wand of Orcus was first presented in the Eldritch Wizardry supplement in 1976 okay. by Gary Gygax himself with Brian Blum, or is it Bloom? Uh, I would say Bloom. I think, yeah, okay, we'll go with Bloom. Uh, this debate is very fun to watch in the comments anyway. <laughs> Just it's like have people pop and like, no, the wiki says this, so I'm not <laughs> listening to you assholes. Like, okay, don't. You don't have to. It's okay. Fuck it. Literally, do it's, what, do what do you what need you to want. do. It's your table, man. <laughs> we preach love on this show and letting you do what you want. Exactly. So be mad, I guess. And it's pronounced sigil. Moving on. Um, for the original white box Dungeons and Dragons game. So so Wanda Workers shows up real early. It shows up like basically a year or two after D's invented. Oh, okay. Uh, along with Orcus and Demogorgon. Shout out to Shout Demogorgon. Out to Demogorgon. Um, okay. There, it is also called the Wand of Death or Orcus's Wand, and is described as a rod of obsidian topped by a skull. Uh, third edition game statistics for the wand appear in the Book of Vile Darkness, 2002. Okay. We love that book. It is a good book. It's a book we'll be covering here in Year of the Artifact, probably in October. Oh, as its own episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, Low key. Yeah, Vecna's Back getting a lot of shit. episodes because he wrote the Book of Vile Darkness. That's right. And we're going to cover the Eye and Hand of Vecna for sure. Plus, we're probably going to cover the Sword of Cass, and that's very Vecna related. Okay. So this is almost the Year of Vecna. Look at the thumbnail. Moving on. Look at our cool thumbnail. (laughs) Fourth edition statistics appear in the adventure module Prince of Undeath, which I think... So so in in fourth edition, when they would release like an adventure module, uh, they would release... How do I say... So they would release the heroic tier um, adventure module, which is levels one through ten. Oh, okay. Um, And the first one would have been Keep on the Shadowfell. I think that was the very first one. Uh, and then that would have fed directly into a Paragon one they had. I don't know the name of that one. And then Paragon would have been levels 11 to 20. And then that would feed into a very specific Epic Tier one. In this case, it was this one, the Prince of Undeath. So the Prince of Undeath, from my understanding, was the very first Epic Tier adventure module. It was the third adventure module in the three-part series of the Keep on the Shadowfell. So just a level 20 Level slog. 20 to, to 21 to oh, 30. Oh, that's right. The 30 level cap. Welcome to 4th edition. Yeah, 4th edition where they've got 30 levels. <laughs> Much like Pathfinder 2, yeah. right? Um, or did, I no, no, no. No, 20 levels as far as I know in Pathfinder. Oh, both Pathfinders. What am I thinking of? Okay. Um, You know, that being said, since we're on the topic of 4th edition and level 30, mm-hmm. um, the a level 20 4th edition character and a level 20 I don't know, 5th edition character are actually pretty on par um, because at that point you're basically a demigod. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in fourth edition, once you crossed that level into level twenty, when you picked what was called your epic destiny, mm-hmm. and all the epic destinies were literally demigod, prince of hell, arch lich, like that yeah. level stuff. And it's okay. like now we're literally on the level of gods, and we're just gonna play that out to level thirty. Oh, that's cool. I just okay. yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Anyways, back to uh, Prince of Undeath, uh, and finally the Wand of Orcus appears in fifth edition uh, in the Dungeon Master's Guide. 
the DMG. It's a great book. It is. It's um, a good one. It's a good one. I, I think it's the best book uh, that D&D has to offer, honestly. You think the DMG? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, so you need the player's handbook, right? Sure. Um, Absolutely. But, like, once you branch into the DMG stuff, like, there, there's just a wealth of inf- information in there. It's kind of, like, weird to can't really read it cover to cover it's not like kind of what it's for no it's not it's like an encyclopedia it's very hard to to read it through like that because it's just like okay well that is cool but not useful for what i'm doing right um so therefore to me it's less interesting than like oh in page 200 it talks about like grenades or something like that right somewhere in the back i I need that shit i think the dungeon master guide is very good and uh i think it's it's at least tied for first place with the player's handbook. I think the monster manual is blatantly the worst of the three books. Sure. Um, yeah. Just that's the, just because monster design of five E irks me. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I, I think the uh, the five E uh, dungeon master's guide, it like it skims the surface of so many things, mm-hmm. but it could just get a little deeper. It, and I always yeah. feel like it just doesn't quite get there for me. I think, I think all of the um, the books are kind of have something in common to that nature. Yeah, right? that's true. I, I I would agree with that. It's, all right, back yeah. to the Wand of Orcus. Yeah. So the adventure Dead Gods. It's a Planescape adventure. Describes the wand as a three foot long iron scepter with a human skull set into one end. While the Book of Vile Darkness describes the wand as a black obsidian and iron rod, which is topped with the skull of a human hero slain by Orcus. Neat. Okay. The fourth edition Monster Manual describes the wand as a heavy mace tipped with an enormous skull and states that its smooth obsidian haft is studded with blood rubies. So it would seem that regardless of its material components, we can all agree that the wand of Orcus definitely has a big skull on it. Okay, yeah. It's the one thing that all, they all agree on. Yeah, it's like alternate reality versions of it yeah. keep cropping up looking slightly different. But exactly. They've all got the skull. They all skull? got the skull? Don't know. Actually, 4th uh, edition likes to spell things out, so we're going to find out what, what 4E, th- who who 4E thinks the skull belongs to. Right, okay, in the 4E universe. In the 4E yeah. universe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, sorry, we're, we're going on tangents. Someone left a comment the other day about how 4E isn't like its own separate... Um, like lore canon from the rest of the editions. Mm-hmm. Now they were this commenter was referring to it in the Forgotten Realms, and they are right when it comes to the Forgotten Realms. The canon never actually breaks, even though it kind of should. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to like fourth edition, what you would call vanilla lore, four E did one thing that none of the other editions did was it it came up with its own canonical universe. It set things in the Nintir Vale. It had its own canonical pantheon. It was it was very separate, and the lore was very non-canonical to anything that preceded it. Anyways, moving okay, on. okay. Sorry, this instrument is said to cause death or annihilation to any creature by touching it to their flesh, except for creatures of undeath or immortality, like Orcus himself. All right. The vampires can pick this thing up. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Uh, any attempt by a creature, a character other than Orcus, to use the wand to annihilate another creature. Only has a 50% chance of being successful. Because you ain't Orcus. Because you ain't Orcus. You ain't the man. You're, you're not the man himself. And the user will be subject subjected to a curse each time this is tried. So no matter if it succeeded or failed, you get cursed. Yeah. All right. The fourth edition Monster Manual states that the wand transforms those it slays into undead horrors. Uh, some sources say that the wand has the ability to steal the souls of those it touches. It's particularly useful against groups of adventurers because each party member slain by the power of the wand of Orcus will return as a wraith. Okay. So as you're fighting him, your dudes are going down and becoming enemies. I think I remember that. We covered that, huh? Um, I don't know if we covered that. Specific- we might have. The Orcus episode was a long time ago. It was. 
It was probably a long episode, but it too. could have been, and it probably was. That's cool. I I'm just saying I remember it. Maybe I read it in the book. Yeah, maybe you did. So according to the Encyclopedia Magica in 1995, in addition to <coughs> the damage it dispenses, the wand also bestows the magical abilities to move at double speed, cure light wounds once per day. That's a weird one. Speak with animals or cause a serious wound. Okay. Now, again, 1995, we're talking about second edition stuff. Right. Um, the Book of Vile Darkness also notes that Orcus himself is best known in some circles for his wand. I bet he likes to say that a lot. Mm -hmm. An artifact of malefic might. Uh, and notes that the wand is more accurately described as a rod. It also serves <laughs> as a symbol. Uh, but, well, it's actually more, you know, I'm really known for my rod, Yeah, says Orcus. It is his wiener. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. The, uh, the wand can magically change in size. Yeah, I, bet, better, it, I bet it fucking can. To better conform to the grip of its user. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Plants wither. Drink spoil, flesh rots, and vermin thrive in the wand's presence. <laughs> in addition, the wand communicates silently with its wielder in abyssal, using brutal and gory imagery to highlight its blood-soaked ends. Oh, it's a bad wiener that talks to you <laughs> and shows you bad pictures in your brain. What do you, like, cure light wounds, like, damage undead? That's a thing, right? It is a thing. I mean, and is maybe that maybe that's why it's there. Because, I mean, obviously he's surrounded by it's undead. It's a torture thing. It could be. Don't let me, don't make me cure you, underling. You'll die. Yeah, that's true. If I touch you with my dick, it'll heal you, but oh, in God. a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> um, that's the only reason I can think it's there. Um, I again, I'm not familiar with second edition on the level that I would understand. Maybe some hidden nuance I'm missing. But that's true. Yeah, anyway, so they, they do have those secret nugs back there in the old editions. They do. They do. Damn it, Warhammer! <laughs> Why did you birth such complicated Thaco stuff? <laughs> The wand can magically change. Oh, I already read that. The Adventure Dead Gods reveals how Orcus created the wand. Um, okay, I thought this was a fourth edition thing, but apparently it was a Planescape thing. Oh. Long ago, he trapped the spirit of a mighty hero named Anarchocles. Anarchocles. Yeah, an Anarchocles. An <laughs> it's probably Cles. Yeah, I think it's Cles. Anarchocles within a circlet of control for a skeleton warrior. Uh, and safeguarded the item to keep it from being used against him. Yeah. When Anarchocles died, Orcus removed the skull from his destroyed corpse and placed it on the end of a long iron scepter, infusing it with some of Orcus's own essence, thus creating the Wand of Orcus. A character wearing the circlet can see through the eyes of the skull when within a few hundred feet of it. If the circlet is touched to the skull, both the circlet and the wand uh, turn to dust. Oh, it's a feedback loop. Mm -hmm. It just explodes. Indeed. And Archicles is aware of what happens outside the circlet, and if he senses that the wand is near, he will force the characters to touch the circlet to the skull, thus destroying both items and granting Anarchicles <laughs> eternal rest. Now, okay. I do believe canonically this adventure does happen, and this is how Orcus dies, because if you remember from the Orcus episode, we talked about how Orcus like, rises to power, does all this stuff, tries to become a god, um, and then dies. Um, okay. I don't know what is true about my memory in that Orcus episode anymore. I've had right. like three hiccups this episode. So. <laughs> it's all good, man. I'll trust you. Okay. Uh, and he comes back as an entity called uh, Tenebris. Okay. I can't remember the details of Tenebris, but basically his goal is to try and get back to becoming Orcus, and he does. Um, <laughs> cool. Spoilers <laughs> yeah. for the Orcus. Spoilers for this, Spoilers. Is like third edition Orcus Spoilers lore. For Orcus lore. 
Um, so according to the fourth edition monster manual, some legends say that the skull atop the wand once belonged to a god of virtue and chivalry who dared challenge orcs in battle. See, this is where, like, this adventure just happened and Foy was like, no, 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 no. We're just completely hand-waving and making something new and different. Yeah, right, okay. Um, while other legends identify it as the skull of a human hero, implying that it was magically enlarged to its current size. <laughs> Regardless, the goodness that once resided in the skull has been warped and perverted to monstrous evil. Okay. In the Forgotten Realms, uh, the Wand of Orcus was once destroyed by Gareth Dragonsbane, a paladin king of Damara, and party and, and his party, after they traveled to the Abyss and stole it from Orcus using advice from a Saint Solars. Now, both this king and this saint are probably prominent Forgotten Realms characters who I never heard about till the day that I put this together. Um, I'm sure people who are into Forgotten Realms can talk all about them in the comments. They sure are. Aren't aren't they really mad at us about not mentioning Drist and the uh that he's the one that wields the defender? Or he has a defender. He has a defender. I don't know yeah. if they were mad. I think they were just informing us. <laughs> Some of them seemed like aghast about it. Well, yeah, okay. I'm sure there's people who are They were like, how, read those could, books. how dare they not know my boy's best sortie boy is his fucking is the one you're talking about right now and like Basically, we were like mm -hmm. shitting on how that sword had no lore, but yeah, we were, we were. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry if the lore for the sword is only in novels, like you can't expect us, unless it's Dragonlance, you can't expect me to know it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not reading, reading entire novels realms, every like, single week. We're covering anything that even touches yeah, it. We're not necessarily a Forgotten Realms podcast. It we're just super happens not. to rub together all the time, all the time. Which is why we had our expert Diggy on, who did a great job. Indeed, Thanks, we Dig. did. Appreciate Indeed, we you, did. Man. So this paladin king and his party, um, they actually destroy the wand of Orcus. Um, Bahamut directs them to the only method of its destruction, which is a circlet, I think, that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, no, never mind. Take back what I said, which oh. was to immerse the wand in the black blood of T. Matt's heart. Super I different. I took back what you Super said. Super different thing. And you'll never have it again. <laughs> the adventurers use the heart of T. Matt's avatar. Uh, which means they had to probably slay it. I'm not sure. I never ran that adventure. It sounds like you can just fucking probably just take it out and Tiamat will be fine. <laughs> she didn't need it. Probably uh, fucking five of those bad boys. That's probably true. Uh, which proved just as effective as if it was her own heart. Uh, but Bahamut admitted that the one of Orcus would eventually return to existence in one century. Okay. So after being destroyed in Tiamat's blood, the heart of the wand was left behind in the form of a small white gem. The gem was planted in the courtyard of Palace Dragonsbane in Bloodstone Village and grew into a tall white tree with golden leaves. The tree gem of Bloodstone prevented demons from entering Bloodstone. Okay. Uh, this same tale can actually be experienced by players in the adventure The Throne of Bloodstone. If the characters decide to keep the wand of Orcus instead, the party members will begin to fall under its evil influence and stop at nothing to possess it. Any character who travels to an empty plane of the abyss with the wand can set up a lair under their own rule, and after thirty days, they will be irrevocably they will irrevocably become a demon lord. Damn, I love it when there's rules to become a demon. Yeah, my guy became a demon lord. Like that's fucking cool. I mean, that's horrible and that sucks for the rest of well, your party members. <laughs> I mean, from the like out bird's eye yeah. DM view we have, like, yeah, that is fucking that's metal as fuck. It's Are you serious? Metal. It's pretty metal. I love it. Yeah, that's good shit. <clears throat> so that's all I got on the Wand of Orcus. I say we take a short rest, we come back, and we actually look at the stats of this thing and maybe even roll some of those beneficial properties and in, in, uh, there's a, the opposite of beneficial. There's negative properties. I don't remember their proper name, though. Hurtful ones. Yeah, that. Bad things. Bad things. Bad things happen. Short rest time. Dice. Short rest time. Short rest time. <laughs>
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've returned. Indeed we have. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Indeed, thank you. Love you. We do. Even if you're being weird in the YouTube comments. <laughs> Brian is a little sensitive about the YouTube comments of late. Sometimes. Sometimes. Like, no, it's like funny to see what they are. I'm not like mm-hmm. worried about them one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's <laughs> been a slew of odd ones lately. Yeah, you guys are weird. Anyway, I love you. Um, if you want to support the show more than you already have, that's fucking great. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, and uh, go to Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, service you use to listen to the show and give us a positive rating. It really helps a lot. Um, it does. It do- oh, speaking of which, someone left a glowing review. Ah. And they accidentally left a one star. But it's like the most glowing review ever. So if you left a five star or a review recently and you meant it to be a five star, you might want to go look at it real quick. Yeah, that would help. It was cause... a very glowing review, so I know I know it was an accident. Maybe they're being um I don't want to call them out alive. Yeah, okay. I don't think it was a joke. So on that note, sort of, uh, I think it would be cool, Will, if we started reading them. Oh yeah, I'm down. Five star review. I'll guys... read that one. You want me to pull it up? I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> After you just said you don't want to call. Oh, them I, out. oh, I guess I don't want to say the name. Okay. I, I think it's only fair to give everybody a heads up that we're going to start reading them. Um, but true. also, as like, a, would you like to like have your voice heard on the show? On the show, I guess, or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, a note. I, I think, I think that would be cool if I left a review and, and a podcaster I like read it. So, oh, definitely. Like, I, definitely. I was kind of looking at like, okay, well, maybe people on this show would like to do that. Maybe this is the thing that's going to incentivize you to go do it if you haven't done it for a long time or whatever. That's true. It, it really, it really is helpful, and it really does Extremely. make Will and I feel 
good inside. Very much. I'm always looking for them. <laughs> yeah. Every day I check. Let's talk about the Wand of Orcus, Will. Let's talk about it. It's a weapon, mace, artifact that requires attunement. This is the stat block in D&D Beyond. Made from bones as hard as iron. Did I not mention bones as hard as iron? I thought you mentioned I bet you he tells, iron. I, tell, I bet he tells people my bones as hard as iron. My, yeah, he does. <laughs> at parties. He's like, you want to feel these bones? I'm, I'm, what metal I'm does it remind bone. you of? Isn't it so hard? Okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, apparently, I didn't say the word bone once in my notes. I didn't think so. Uh, the the wand is topped <laughs> with a magically enlarged skull that once belonged to a human hero slain by Orcus. So this is 5e. This is 5e stuff. Yeah. The wand can magically change its size. Okay, I think that's really it. Yeah, it was just the bone part. So any creature besides Orcus that tries to attune to the wand... Mis- Did we read that part? Make, make a decent uh, No, because that's stats, so I left it Okay, because it's in here with the lore. It's not oh, like separated. It? Okay. Yeah, any creature besides Orcus that tries to attune... To the wand must make a DC 17 constitution saving throw. On a success, the creature takes 10d6 necrotic damage. On a failed save, the creature dies and rises as a zombie. I just failed. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's roll Let's roll that damage, Will. You want to roll 10d6? I thought I died and come as... I thought I died. Uh, oh, on a success. Well, roll 10d6 and let me know what the damage comes up to. <laughs> oh, a, if, just pretend if you had succeeded. All right. So I got, uh, let's see, six, a two, and a six. Oh, great. I'm already starting at 14. Um, 14, 19. Um, is that a three? No, that's another five. Okay, cool. cool. In the hands okay, of one who's seven. attuned to it, the wand can be wielded as a magic mace that grants a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. The wand deals an extra 2d12 necrotic damage on a hit. I took 41 necrotic damage. Fuck yes. That is so good. All right, random properties. The Wand of Orcus has the following random properties, because this is a weapon of chaos. No, um, no, all artifacts have random properties. Oh, really? Usually it's uh, like uh, uh, two minor beneficial, one major beneficial, two minor detrimental, one major detrimental. Is oh, that what shit. this one says? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. It's a, so that's exactly I wanted to roll them, because I want to say, well, what is the Wand of Orcus on the dungeon cast? What what attributes does it, it have? Ooh, we'll have our own so, special Orcus wing. So we could do it after you're done, or we could do it when we now that we're here. Uh, Yeah, the, the detrimental properties of the Wand of Orcus are suppressed while the Wand is attuned to Orcus himself. Let's roll that shit. Fuck all it. right, all right. So we got, what, two minor, one major? Yeah, two minor, one major, beneficial. <clears throat> all right, let's do the two minors first. Um... I rolled a 57, which says, while attuned to the artifact, your weight drops by 1d4 times 5 pounds. Okay. So, like, you become become skeletal. That's, you lose some yeah. of your sustenance. You become ghostly. Sustenance. Uh, the second one is 46, which says, while attuned to the artifact, your appearance changes as the DM decides. Oh, okay. Just which, take some liberties there. Yeah, exactly. you got to be ready for shit to pop off real bad when you're dealing with, like, this type of stuff. Absolutely. All right. The one major detrimental property. 63. That says you take 40 10 psychic damage when you become attuned to the artifact. Okay. So it's like a one-off thing. Yeah. So you got to survive that attunement. <laughs> I know. You attune to it and you God. get like, I can't imagine like black what, lightning electrocutes you or whatever. Yeah, well, it's psychic damage, right? Like, I can't imagine what 40 10 psychic damage would feel like. Oh. Like, that's got to be the worst day of your life. Yeah, skull splitting migraine. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, like you're seeing, like you're probably horrible bleeding shit. from every orifice. Oh, my orifices, <laughs> my orifice. All right, Blood coming out of all of them. those were the bad things. Are we? Are we gonna do the good things too? I thought those were the beneficial ones. No, those are detrimental. 
Oh, well, okay. Yeah, do the good things, too. All right, it's a two minor and one major again? Yeah, yes. All right, so minor beneficial property number one. God, these dice are a little hard to read in the dark. Eleven? Eleven. While attuned to the artifact, you gain proficiency in one skill of the DM's choice. Okay. Okay, an extra skill. That's, yeah, that's minor. Minor benefit number two. We rolled a 42. While attuned to the artifact, you have resistance against one damage type of the DM's choice. Okay. Okay. And then the major beneficial property. I think necrotic is the obvious choice. Sure. Um, Fire. 93. While attuned to this artifact, you cannot be blinded, deafened, petrified, or stunned. Now, that's that's a fucking... Pretty good. That's a beneficial property. Honestly, pretty good. Quite beneficial. All right, moving on. Go ahead. All right. This, uh, this enable... One of the features on here, protection. You gain a plus three bonus to armor class while holding the wand. What does that look like to you? Like the arm, the wand is like putting see, out like, like a, little magic blobs to block. Damage. Yeah, I could see like a, a like a sickly green force field that appears if anything like tries to come at you too violently. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, spells. The wand has seven charges. While holding it, you can use an action and expend one or more of its charges to cast one of the following spells. Save DC 18 from it. Animate dead is one charge. Blight, two charge. Circle of death, three charge. Finger of death, three charge. Power word kill, four charge. Speak with dead, one charge. The wand regains 1d4 plus three expended charges daily at dawn. I don't have a d4 on me. You think, oh, I got one. <laughs> You're just you subtly go. giving me your whole dice set. Yeah. Well, that's why it's here. Hey, I recharged five. Five oh, charges. Oh, shit. That's good. You, you can do the finger of death again. <laughs> Love that finger. Of Word death. on the street, and I, that's one of the lore pieces I skipped up top, but mm-hmm. Orcus loves the finger of death. Oh, yeah. Two when he can. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you roll a recharge like that, he can have the second one. Yep. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did I read the while tuned to the wand, Orcus or a follower blessed by him can cast each of the wand spells using two or fewer charges, a minimum of zero. That sentence wasn't funny, but the thing we did before it was. I'm still <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> did you ever say how much damage just a uh, physical attack with the wand does? Does it, does it say no, that? No, no, I don't know if that's in here or not, but I I don't think so. I'm not seeing it. And it's gotta. Seems. Well, okay, so it's uh, it's a mace. Right. So does it just do normal mace damage? Uh, yeah, Plus, I would think so if you fucking swing it. like. Well, I mean, it's got to do more than that, right? All right, I'm pulling up an illegal site. Well, I'll, Don't judge me. <laughs> okay. No, well, get, you, you, keep, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, call undead. While you are holding the wand, you can use an action to conjure skeletons and zombies. The wand deals an extra 2d12 necrotic damage on a hit, and it's a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls as well. Bonus. Oh, I did read that. I missed it. I so, did read so it. So you know what? My bad. It was right before random properties. I think we were just horny I was for so, random I properties. I was so horny for the properties. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. keep going. Uh, our bad, everyone. I'm not going to edit this. Calling forth as many of them as you can divide uh, 500 point hit points among. So you make skeletons and zombies, and you divide 500 hit points into how many you want of each or, or whatever. Yeah, each un- Shouldn't they know that number like off the top? In their own mechanics. Each undead having average hit points. Uh, the undead magically... Oh, as many as you can. Not, like, up to. It just says, do them all. Let's see. While you're holding one, you can use it in your conjure skeletons and zombies. As many of them as you could. Oh, okay. It just depends on, like, do you want more skeletons? Do you want more zombies? There so it zombies is. have oh, more you're HP. You're right. You're right. So. Okay. Or is uh, it less... A- more AC. You know, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. We could do that. 
Skeletons uh, and zombies. The undead magically rise up from the ground or otherwise form in unoccupied spaces within 300 feet of you and obey your commands until they are destroyed or until dawn of the next day when they collapse into inanimate piles of bones and rotting corpses. Uh, once you use this property of the wand, you can't use it again until the next dawn. While attuned to the wand, orcs can summon any kind of undead, not just skeletons and zombies. The undead don't perish or disappear at dawn the following day, <clears throat> uh, remaining until Orcus dismisses them. Okay, so you could definitely summon more skeletons than zombies. Uh, skeletons have 13 HP. Zombies have 22. That being said, I don't know how specific what your reading is, but there are other kinds of zombies besides just zombies. Like, there's zombie beholders. There's zombie ogres. Yeah, I just read that. Oh, you did? Uh, you were well, I was typing. doing this? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, but you can Orcus can summon any kind of undead, not just ghosts. Ooh, yeah, I'm going with as many zombie beholders as I can. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would just pull up, like, the undead, like, tab and just... Like, start doing math. Yeah, like let's it. do it. What's uh, the coolest mob you can get? Uh, as a DM, older. or I guess it's up to the person doing the call on dead. So, like, I would have some cool set call on deads, like, ready to go, you know? Yeah. Like, I've already pre-calced how many of these I can make, like, different okay. you're mobs. only You're only getting four zombie beholders. They have a 93 HP each. That's fucking... It's still great. Only? No, that's great. Yeah, I mean, they're challenge rating five, so you just summon four challenge rating five creatures, and you still have a little extra change for a few skeletons if you want. I wonder if you have to have, like, knowledge of them pre prior to doing the call and dead. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know what to call? I mean, you could just argue that the Wand of Orcus told you about it. You could. Like, hey, man, I could do some really cool shit. Yo, make four zombie beholders. Wouldn't that be badass? You will not regret it. They're going to munch this guy. They're <laughs> going to munch this it's gonna guy. It's going to be amazing. So good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would say if I was the player. <laughs> yeah. And the, my DM was, was uh, I don't want to say stupid enough, but silly enough to give me the Wand of Orcus. Nothing would make me harder than if you summoned four zombie boulders right now. You won't even believe I made a bone. No. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Sometimes I'm metal. Okay, moving on. Uh, what else you got? Uh, sentience. The Wand of Orcus is sentient. <laughs> I know. We were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, we discovered that. Chaotic evil item with an intelligence of 16 and a wisdom of 12 and a charisma of 16. Mm -hmm. It has hearing and dark vision out to a range of 120 feet. Okay, that's pretty uh, good. The wand communicates telepathically with its wielder and can speak, read, and understand abyssal uncommon. Uh, personality, the wand's purpose is to... We just covered that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's horny. That's... <laughs> personality, the wand's purpose is to help satisfy Orcus's oh, desire... No. Oh, no. ...to slay everything in the multiverse. The wand is cold, <laughs> cruel, nihilistic, and bereft of humor. Aw. Not it, my wand of Orcus. No, my wand of Orcus is not hilarious. My wand. <laughs> this is the the. Oh, okay. I don't know if I should say that. that then funny. don't. Yeah. In order to further its master's goals, the, the wand feigns devotion to its current user and makes grandiose promises that it has no intention of fulfilling, such as vowing to help its user overthrow Orcus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be, fuck that guy. Yeah, I hate him. I, he doesn't touch me like you. <laughs> oh. Destroying the wand. <laughs> yes, because you're definitely going to want to after it says that shit to you. Mm -hmm. Destroying the wand of Orcus requires that it be taken to the positive energy plane by the ancient hero whose skull sur surmounts it. That's all. Say, say that one last time. <laughs> the, destroying the wand of Orcus requires that it be taken to the positive energy plane. Is that like Celestia? 
Um, well, I mean, it depends on, I guess, the lore of the hero, but, I mean, if he was lawful good, probably Celestia, yeah. Okay. By, uh, by the ancient... Oh, I see what it's saying. By the ancient hero whose skull sum- surmounts it. So whoever's skull is on the end of the Wand of Orcus... You gotta give it to that person in the positive realm that they ended yeah. up. Well, that person has to take it there. So they have to come from there to get wh- wherever it is and take it there. So only Anarchicles can destroy this thing. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. But, but this is like leaving it up to like, it could be whatever yeah. hero you want sure. in there. Sure, Build your own uh, weird skull adventure. For this to happen, mm. the long lost hero must first be restored to life. No easy task. It says no easy task. Given the fact that Orcus has imprisoned the hero's soul and keeps it hidden and well guarded. So you have We to- talked about that. It's Anarchicles in the circlet. Yes, yes, but like So the goal here would be to get the soul. Yeah. Release re- it. Release it, revive it, give it the wand and tell it tell tell him go. You got to go. Yeah, and you're Open like, that portal to Celestia. Yeah, you're protecting him while he like yeah. runs the torch to up Mount Olympus. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, it's got to be a suicide like defense mission. <laughs> yeah, cool. Like we'll body all the, yeah. the hordes of Orcus. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible, but like it'll get the job done. Yeah, it's the zombie apocalypse movie. Yeah, there we go. That's I fucking like that. cool. Yeah, and this guy's cool. gonna run a torch up Mount Olympus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy your dick in the positive energy plane. See ya. <laughs> no, no, not my dick. Stupid. Bring it back. All right. Uh, bathing the wand in positive energy causes it to crack and explode. <laughs> I think that's what he wants, though, right? <laughs> But unless the above conditions are met, the wand instantly reforms on Orcus's layer of the abyss. So I think he wants it to do that, but not there. <laughs> Anywhere but there. No. Oh, my last bust. <laughs> so stupid. God, our show's stupid. Proficiency with the mace allows you to add your proficiency bonus to the attack. I mean, that's just how D&D works. You make with it. That's just how D&D works. You didn't <laughs> yeah, need to smell yeah. that out. I mean... Yeah. They just want to be clear. Hey, you read a lot of shit just now. Remember, it is a maze. Don't forget to add your proficiency bonus to that attack. Okay, buddy? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's nothing else here worth reading. Well, uh, that's all we got on the Wand of Orcus. It was probably more than you needed. The image of Um, this is literally a spine. Yeah, okay, okay. So um, that's the 5e version. Let me pull up the 4e. 4e Wand of Orcus because I think it is relatively similar like it looks way more like a wand as a spine because it has like this curvature in it yeah the 4e one looks like a spine too okay. the skull's green on that one yeah, that's what's happening here it's not the skull is, still looks like the same color as the rest of the bone so it's definitely it bone. Like green it's definitely just bone he just ripped out a man's head and spinal column and Maybe, maybe. Well, it has this weird like plate on it. That's that's that? what's yeah. That's probably what is keeping its structure because you know a spine. It would just be the whip of Orcus at that point. <laughs> yeah, it would just be the vertebrae of Orcus in pieces everywhere. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Did he like glue it together? You got to do what you got to do to keep it hard. It's a deep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a long rest. Uh huh. If you still have this after the end of your long rest, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the episode where uh, we we get we, long. Say it. Yeah, we get long. 
I want the long to die. I want it to go away. This is the show where we flash it up. Oh, no. Flash it out. Flash it down. We're resting. We are resting. The muscles are relaxing. <laughs> They're trying to. The blood flow is slowing. Slowly. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you. I'm amazed you made it this far, honestly. Yeah. Hey, good job. Wow. You did it again. Thank you. Um, <laughs> What do we want to talk about here today, Will? Do we want to like remind <clears throat> people about like the world? Um, the, dungeon, the dungeon cast patreon.com slash the dungeon cast is where you can support us and get a whole t- fuck ton of bonus content like I said it's a short rest um, yeah you want to sponsor the show like we have an email uh, we, we got a cool uh, we got a letter in our P.O. box um, this round and I, I'm expecting more things to show up in the P.O. box as <clears> people <throat> have told us there will be things in the P.O. box so looking out for those I, I go every weekend or at least I try to because I can only go um, on Saturday uh, Saturday morning. So the uh, the uh, well, who sent this to us? Do you remember? It was someone who works for Alamo Draft House. Um, yeah, Alamo Draft House has sent us some movie tickets and snack vouchers. So we want to say thank you to them very much. They played our D and D Explained in Five Minutes video uh, at their screening of the D and D movie. They did uh, beforehand to sort of help educate people, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked permission first, and we said yes. Yeah, and then they were like, "Let Let's send you some stuff as a yeah. thank you." And yeah, we said, "Hell cool. yeah, we've got a PO box. Please mm-hmm. put things in it." And uh, yeah, so we just want to say a big thanks to them. Uh, we really appreciate that, and um, it, it was an honor. So mm-hmm. thanks a lot. Indeed. Um, let's see. Yeah, if you, the all that stuff is in the um, the description below. If you want any of that stuff. Um, Let's see. I guess uh, we did. Do we have anything else? No, I don't think we got anything else going on right now. Okay, I want to say thank you to um, to Daniel for for getting me this. But um, we're gonna be partnered up with uh, Diversity Saves, an organization. Uh, is the, this organization is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization created by a collective of a collective of BIPOC and LGBTQ plus members of the TTRPG community who are committed to the promotion and uplifting of marginalized communities in, t- in the tabletop role-playing game industry through promotion, education, and distribution of grants to help fund new projects led by marginalized creators. Uh, so I've got the uh, the link here. It's going to be down in the description below. I highly encourage you guys to go check it out. It's a great organization run by great people uh, that's doing a great thing, and we want to support that. So we're going to be... We're gonna be buddies with them for the foreseeable future, as far as I can see. So, go check that out if you're looking for a good cause to support. That's definitely a great place to start. Um, let's see. Any closing thoughts? I feel like I've shared enough of my thoughts today <laughs> when it comes to the a lot of dick talk. I was, I you know, I should have expected it going in. <laughs> And somehow I did not. <laughs> Once again, all right. Well, we feel like we've been hitting our stride with the the sexual references because they're so right in our face. They in are. These later they episodes. are. You can't name a monster the Aster Eater. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. Okay, we're gonna call it a game. <laughs> Talk to you guys Bye. later. Bye. Dungeon Cat.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.